As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard The Athletic's Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets. Now here are your hosts, Tim McMaster and Connor Hughes. Listen safely. Can't wait. With the second pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. And with those words from the commissioner, Roger Goodell, the anticipation, the wait for months, it's all over. Zach Wilson, officially a Jet. Plus a trade. What a first round of the NFL draft for Jets fans. Welcome into the Can't Wait podcast. The round one live stream starting at just a hair after 1 a.m. on the East Coast. Tim McMaster here along with the Athletics Jets reporter Connor Hughes and our great producer Marissa Morris, who may be producing two podcasts at the same time right now. So <laughs> that coffee? For that. Is that and coffee you're drinking? Coffee. Drinking coffee. Uh, hopefully I have my you're staying own up right late, but if, if you are catching this in the morning, Well, you're a lot smarter than we are. We appreciate everyone, though, tuning in. Please subscribe to the show if you haven't on YouTube or on Apple, wherever you listen. Connor, let's get right into it. We'll start with number two, then we'll move on to the trade. And we'll also talk about what's left for number 34 tomorrow, because there's a lot left. But it all starts with Zach Wilson. There was no drama here, but it was still fun to watch. And because Trevor Lawrence was actually not there in Cleveland and was you know, down in South Carolina. It was cool because Zach Wilson was the first player to take the stage tonight in Cleveland. And he did a nice job, I thought. He reached down, gave high fives to Jet, low fives to Jets fans on the way in. Um, had the look of a, a number two overall pick, and it's all smiles for the Jets. Yeah, and, and I think that was that was cool. That moment was cool, right? And and that was actually the lead that I wrote to the column, which, which should be uh, up and up pretty soon um, on the Athletic. I think uh, it's been filed, it's being edited, and then it'll be put up. Um, but you think about what Jet fans have have been through for the last ten years. You know, you, you think about the the turmoil, you think about the suffering, you think about the not not dysfunction, but just the the kind of dis- depression almost that's kind of hung around this fan base for for so long that it's almost felt like a plague that you know it's almost like jet fans don't necessarily want hope anymore you know they they don't want to be sold this promise they don't want to be sold this this dream they want proof 
You know, they they, they want concrete evidence that the Jets are, are actually in a position to turn this around. Because when you've been absent the playoffs for, for 10 years, when you've been struggling at, at, to the level that they have, it, it's it's enough with the hope, enough with the, the please make this work, enough, oh, this is the guy, no, this is the guy, no, this is the guy, enough of all that. Give this team some evidence that it's actually about to turn around. And that's why I honestly felt like this draft felt a little bit different and didn't necessarily feel like a team that just drafted their franchise quarterback. It didn't necessarily feel like a team that was really, truly set to head in the right direction. At least it didn't feel that way until Joe traded up to number 14 and took Elijah Vera Tucker. Because when he did that, when when he made that move up, I think that kind of sing, singled, signaled, signaled that this is a guy who's doing things differently. You know, we, we've talked to him so much over the last few weeks about how the Jets are different now, right? Like, like the Jets are no longer the team that Mike McCagnan had or the team that Adam Gase ran or any of that stuff. That's wasn't, that wasn't what this was. This was the new Jets. Joe Douglas was doing things differently. But it was hard to really believe that or see that until I think it was that Vera Tucker pick. Because, you know, there, there have been franchise quarterbacks that have come in here, presumed franchise quarterbacks, right? I mean, there was... Christian Hackenberg, and there was Geno Smith, and then there was Sam Darnold, and all those guys, you know, they failed. They never were the franchise quarterback. And now Zach Wilson was the next guy. And you wanted to believe that the Jets were going to be different with him, and they were going to be different with him because they were going to do things differently than they did with Sam, which was surrounding him with talent. And while the Jets did draft Mekhi Becton first round last year, Denzel Mims first round last year, you still wanted to see more that Joe was really going to go out of his way to surround his new young quarterback with talent. And when he went and traded, it wasn't as aggressive as he was to move up to get Elijah Vera Tucker, a guy who's going to start next to Mekhi Becton week one. I think you finally saw, finally, finally saw the change coming. And it's there's still work to be done. There's still a lot that needs to be done, a lot that needs to change. I mean, you're not going to erase the five years of Mike McCagnon's ineptitude with one draft last year, basically two free agencies and two draft picks. It's not going to happen. But I think finally there is evidence and finally there is proof that the Jets are doing things different, that the Jets are different, and maybe just maybe this drought of dysfunction that has drowned this team forever, I think it might be coming to an end. I think the one thing, right, that that is going to take some time, and, and night one always looks great, right? Zach Wilson looked great. Sam Darnold looked great a few years ago. This was another draft loaded with quarterbacks. You have, you know, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, a one. But then you're also going to have these other three quarterbacks, right? Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, that went after Zach Wilson. And we know Jets fans are going to keep an eye on those three guys, especially that guy who went 15 to New England just because he's going to be with the Patriots. But there's going to be those comparisons. So hopefully Zach Wilson is the guy, and he's the guy that's going to be the face that helps turn this around because he's going to be properly protected and the team is going to be built well around him. Um, but I feel like there's there's when you're part of a draft class like this, right? And you can even go all the way right, right back. Ken O'Brien was part of one of these draft classes as well. Uh, there's always going to be those comparisons and I think that's going to make this fun just for all these quarterbacks that were involved and and seeing how they all develop. But Zach Wilson's going to be one of the ones that gets thrown right into the fire, right? I mean, there's, there's really no doubt about that. Trey Lance is probably not going to play next year. 
right? They, in San Francisco, mm-hmm. he'll probably sit a year. I would think Mac Jones was is going to sit a while be- behind Cam Newton. There's a chance Justin Fields doesn't start right away, you know, with the moves that the Bears made in the offseason. But Lawrence and Wilson, I think week one are going to be there, and it's going to be it's just going to be so much fun to watch this next year. I think. Yeah, and look, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, we'll know. And I mean, how many like the 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 teams that would have rather have had Josh Allen over Darnold and all that stuff, Mayfield even. I mean, I'm sure the Browns would. I know they've had some success, but I'm sure they would take Josh Allen right now. I mean, you never really know. But I don't necessarily think. Obviously, like I said, you know, if 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 Fields turns into be a Hall of Fame player and Zach Wilson washes out of the league in five or ten years, or washes out of the league in a couple of years, obviously it's going to be all oh, the Jets made the mistake. The Jets made the mistake, and I'm probably Joe Douglas to be looking for a new job. But when you look at why the Jets picked Wilson, when you look at why he was the one that they chose over Fields, over Lance uh, Jones, Mac Jones, who was never even considered by the Jets, um, I I think that you can't help but say that Joe made the right decision and Joe made the right move. And and the reason why I say that is that the Jets have this scheme that they're going to run, right? The scheme that that Robert Salas said was quote unquote, you know, the best scheme in the world and the best offense in the world. And what this scheme wants from a quarterback, and, and we've been over this, Tim, is that it wants a quarterback that can make throws on the run, a quarterback that can operate outside the pocket, a quarterback that is deadly accurate, a quarterback that that can play off of play action. And, and a quarterback, though, that while the offense is going to be predicated on running the ball and play action passing, when the run game isn't there and thus the play action pass isn't working, a quarterback that can stand tall in the pocket, deliver the ball down the field, and and, and attack a defense on that second level. And that is the, the Zach Wilson scouting report. I mean, this wasn't only about Zach Wilson being the – second best quarterback in this draft. This wasn't about the Jets falling in love with him at their pro day or at his pro day, like Joe Douglas said he did today. It wasn't about any of that. This was about a quarterback that is a perfect scheme fit, that has a ton of upside, that is clearly a a jolt of energy like you saw when he's slapping hands and some of the quotes that he's made, you know, when he said, you know, he can't wait to win for the Jets. He mentioned Super Bowls when he was interviewed by NFL Network right after. This is about a guy that was the perfect player for the Jets right now. And the Jets jumped at the opportunity to get him. He's going to be under center. And what you have is a guy that has more upside than Sam Darnold, more energy than Sam Darnold, more physical talent than Sam Darnold, and is a guy that is going to step in probably from week one and hopefully start this complete transition over. And, and you know, we talk about getting away from the Mike McCagnan era, the John Idzik era, the the really making a, a, a change here. And, I think we're finally getting there because you look at this Jets roster now, there aren't many Mike McCagnan fingerprints over all over it anymore. I mean, this is a this is Joe Douglas's team. You know, it's Joe Douglas's hand-picked coach. It's Joe Douglas's hand-picked quarterback. And and it's now going to be Joe Douglas's draft picks that are around Joe Douglas's hand-picked quarterback. And it's it's going to be fun to watch. And the Jets trust and believe and love Joe Douglas. They think he's the right guy for the job. Well, now we're we're going to find out and and I think it's a good day. And I know Pete, we were I'm kind of going on a little ramp. My head's spinning. I'm going like a million miles an hour. I can't even remember how many things I've written and tweeted. Like my head's spinning like crazy. But when it comes to like the quarterbacks, it was always just going to be Zach Wilson. It was going to be Trevor Lawrence. But when Trevor Lawrence was obviously no longer an option because the Jets weren't going to finish with the number one pick, it was Zach Wilson or nothing. And and Justin Fields might turn into a hell of a quarterback for the Bears. And Mac Jones might be a talented guy for the Patriots and Trey Lance might be the right answer for the 49ers, but for the Jets right now and the type of player the Jets wanted right now, 
Like we said about Robert Sala, maybe there were better coaches out there, but Sala was the right guy for the Jets right now. Zach Wilson is the right quarterback for the Jets right now. So you're saying the McCagnan new hashtag is going to die a slow death. That's very, that's very <laughs> Hopefully. sad. Hopefully. All right, let, let's move on. Let's move on to this trade. So the trade is they they gave up number 23, obviously. It's number 66, number 86. They get they got 14. They also get number 143. And they go and they get exactly what we've talked about on this podcast, what they needed. Not an edge rusher with this pick and the second first round pick. Not a wide receiver. More help along that offensive line. They get Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Here's a guy. He was rated the best guard, according to Dane Brugler, our draft expert. Um, he played left tackle at USC last year in 2020. But in 2019, he played guard at USC, and he was great. But he was also great at tackle, actually. And there, there's that flexibility that in a pinch, you know, there's been plenty of times when we've seen Makai Becton get banged up. This is a guy who could actually slide over even in a pinch. There's some flexibility there. Um, but he's a guy, and I think you tweeted it, Connor. I think Joe Douglas said it tonight. They had him as a top 10 guy. And that's when you move. That's why you have all the picks. You don't go into a draft with 10 picks thinking you're going to come out with 10 players. You're going in with the firepower to get the guys you want. It's exactly what the Jets do. They move up. They don't have all those picks anymore, but they get now what they think is two top 10 caliber players in this first round. Yeah. And, and I think that we expected or thought, thought it was pretty likely the Jets were going to move up. And it was in the the recent weeks where I kind of started to, to get an inkling and started to hear some things that the Jets were, were looking to move up and the Jets were potentially looking to go up and get a player if they liked. And that's why uh, we did our beat writer mock draft recently at The Athletic. And and I, I, I was controlling the Jets and I traded up to go get Elijah Vera Tucker in that beat writer mock. And then I did... Uh, I forgot uh, about seven that. Round. I didn't even give you credit for that. You nailed it. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's the last couple. I'm not saying <laughs> hanging my own. I'm, I'm so not in the. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we were obviously like it was kind of like I kind of got started hearing some things like it might they might he might be looking to trade up, which is why we did the trade. Now I just went from 23 to 20 with the Bears. I thought Vera Tucker starts to slide. Jets will jump some guys and go and get him. So I was like, all right, he's gonna go up and get you know, uh, maybe with the bears. And then when I did a seven round mock myself, I went up a little bit higher. I think I went to Washington or maybe a step before Washington. And then the very last, the very last draft or mock that I did, the one that ran two days ago was the same thing. I traded up with Washington. Now he gave up a, a chunk. I mean, that's not, that's not like little amount that, that Joe Douglas gave up giving up two third round picks. I mean, when I was doing these trades and I was doing these mock trades, I had the Jets going up a few picks, packaging number 23 in a fourth rounder. One time I did 23 in one of their third rounders, it was number 86. So for them to go give up number 66 and number 86, both of those third round picks, obviously they did get back a high fourth rounder, but still to give up both of those third round picks to go up to get a player, it shows you how much Joe valued Vera Tucker. It showed you how much he believes in Vera Tucker and how highly the Jets viewed this guy and what, what kind of caliber player they believed him to be. And, and Joe said that as much when we talked to him after the first round ended. He said, look, this was a guy that we had a top 10 grade on. This was a guy that we believed was a top 10 player. So when we had an opportunity to not only get someone we believed was the number two quarterback in this year's draft, which the Jets did. Look, I mean, there's no playing around. Like, you know, when the Jets drafted Sam Darnold and it was, oh, 
Sam Darnold was the number one guy on our board. We couldn't believe it was no, like Trevor Lawrence was the number one guy on everyone's board, but Trevor Lawrence was never an option. So then Zach Wilson became the number one player on the Jets board. They had the opportunity to get him number two quarterback plus another top 10 talent. It was an opportunity that obviously they couldn't pass up. And, and there were some other offensive line needy teams that were going to be in the position for Vera Tucker. I mean, the way that the draft was starting to go, it was, it was pretty clear that he was not going to be there at 23. If the Jets wanted him, they had to go up. They went pretty steep up and went all the way up to 14 to get him. And they gave up those two third round picks. Now I talked to Joe about this after when we were doing that press conference and he kind of alluded to it. And it was that you've heard a lot of people talk on Twitter, on social media. You've seen like the reports come out that uh, general managers, talent evaluators, executives, they're not super, super high on this year's draft class. And the reason for it is you have a number of players that opted out. So you didn't get full evaluations of them. You didn't really have an NFL combine, didn't get full evaluations of that. You had weird pro days and that some players didn't play college games. Some players only played a few college games. I mean, it was a funky year because of the pandemic. So evaluations are not as strong this year, which is why this year's class is considered a little bit weaker than what other classes in a normal year next year, 2022, 2023, 2024, I don't think Joe packages two third round picks to go up 23, to go up nine selections or 11 selections. I I don't think he does that in past years, but because this year's picks aren't maybe as valuable as future picks, I think that's why you saw him willing to package two third, two threes to go up just because they're not as valuable as recent years. And, And Joe alluded to that when we talked to him, but still what he said is he said, yeah, there's some truth to that. Yes. There's some, some actual, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. You're right on the money there. However, we also have utilized Vera Tucker as a top tier talent that we wanted on our offensive line. And look, he's a guy, like you said, Tim has value, can play left guard and, and left tackle can also play right guard and right tackle. He might even be able to slide inside the center a little bit if he decided to work at it. So you get a guy that can play multiple spots, but you get a guy that you love the talent, you love the player. And basically what the Jets have now done is they have a left tackle that they draft in the first round, a left guard that they draft in the first round. And if those two picks pan out, it sure looks like Becton's panning out. If Vera Tucker follows in the same the same footsteps, you're talking about the two the left side of the Jets offensive line now being solidified for the next 10 to 12 years. And they can continue now to round this out in the second round, in the uh, fourth round, in the fifth round with additional guard help, center, Wyatt Davis is out there. There's some players out the Jets can the Jets can really continue to make this a force up front. But Vera Tucker, Becton, that's a hell of a start for an offensive line that just a couple years ago was one of the worst in the league. And and think about Joe Douglas. I mean, when we had his where he had his introductory press conference, what do you say? I want to build this thing. It starts on the offensive and defensive lines. Well, in his first two drafts, he's used two first round picks and offensive linemen. Before he arrived, the Jets hadn't used a first-round pick on an offensive lineman since they took Nick Mangold under Brickershaw Ferguson. So clearly, he's a man who does what he says. He practices what he preaches. And I think Vera Tucker is, is a tremendous, tremendous addition for this team. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Good thing. The good thing, I think, for Jets fans, right, is that you don't have to wait long on day two. It's number 34, and that's it unless they trade back in uh, with some of those other picks. But it could be a, a quick day of work for Joe Douglas and company. But there is a lot of talent still on the board and a lot of players that Connor, to be honest, we there's players, plenty of players. We talked about at number 23 as options for this team yes. that are still there at 34. So if they continued to build the O line, um, you have Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma state, Liam Eikenberger from Notre Dame. Those two guys are out there. Cornerback Asante Samuel jr. Is a guy we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. He's still there. Edge rusher Aziz Ojolari. He's a guy that Dane Brugler had in his mock draft going at 23 to the Jets. And then there's receivers too. Elijah Moore was a borderline first round guy out of Ole Miss, then Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU. Um, So all the positions we think this Jets team needs, there's really good possibilities on day two. Um, What direction do you think they go in? Yeah, it's it's actually absurd. So the Jets made their pick at 14, and then I obviously went, into work mode like i had to, like because I, I had to i had to write the story on vera tucker and then i had to rework the column on uh zach wilson because originally i had written this column on zach wilson that was like jets made the right decision they drafted their quarterback but holy cow they're not done they have to surround this guy with talent and it was like almost like a more negative tone like it was like all right good they drafted their quarterback but now you need to put pieces around him or you're going to ruin him like you did Sam Darnold and then Joe went and traded two third round picks to go up to number 14 to get the top offensive guard in the NFL draft outside of maybe Rashawn Slater and I was like holy hell like he's doing what he said he was supposed to do like this is big news like this is like a major move for this franchise a sign they're headed in the right direction so that column I spent all this time on I kind of had to rework rework the lead rework some of the transitions still keeps nuts of it but blah 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 all this stuff so I was like working all throughout from pick 14, I broke who the Patriots took. And then from the Patriots all the way down, I didn't see any of the draft because I had to write the, like I said, the Vera Tucker story, write the column and then get this uh, targets for the jets to draft tomorrow. I had to get that done and into like my editor and all that stuff. So I literally just went on like probably 15 minutes before this podcast started to see a, who else went if there were any big juicy names or whatever? I saw Jason Oa, the, the Penn State uh, pass rusher with the crazy 40 time. I saw he went, and then I brought up like the big board on NFL.com and and uh, and Dane's big board to see who's still there. And I started going through these names, and I was like, holy hell. Like, Adjulari, he's there. Landon Dickerson, he's there. Tevin Jenkins, that was a guy we were thinking about the Jets taking at 23. He's there. I mean, Elijah Moore, he's there. Like, it's a, a Samuel Cosby. He's there. Like there's an absurd number of players that are still available here for the Jets. And it's not like last year where there was like Michael Pittman. And then it was like kind of a big drop off for the receivers. There were like two players like, oh man, hopefully they get to the Jets. There is a significant number of, oh my, talent still there in the top of the second round, which makes me very curious the direction the Jets are going to go. And, and this is how I think it's going to go because Joe traded those two third round picks, right? He still wants his draft picks. 
he still wants the picks where he can make a splash. He still wants to be able to have more swings than less, right? I mean, you take you have 10 at-bats, you're more likely to get a hit or a home run than if you have three at-bats or one at-bat, unless you're the Mets because then you're going to have zero home runs and you're not going to score a single run. So the rest of this draft, the way that I'm looking at it, it would not surprise me if the Jets take that 30, that second pick, that 34th overall selection, and they try to move back four or five spots. Right. Get back a third round pick, get back another fourth round pick, or say trade 34 and one of their fours and get a high third round pick, something like that, just to get a, some some higher level picks or some higher level talent that they can potentially get some swings. Because if you think about it, the Jets are picking 34, right? So they're if they stay there naturally, they're going to have an opportunity at Samuel. They're going to have an opportunity at Aguilari. They're going to have an opportunity at Dickerson. They're going to have an opportunity at Jenkins. I just rattled off four players if my immediate mental math at 1.30 in the morning is still right. Like I, maybe I named four, but I definitely named at least – maybe I named five, but I definitely named at least four. I think I did. If the Jets go back four spots, they will get an additional draft pick, and one of those guys is still going to be there because that's math, and math's not wrong, right? So like you have five guys you really like. You move back four spots and get an extra pick. There's still going to be one of those guys there. If they see six or seven guys they like, they can move back six or seven spots one of those guys is still there. And, and obviously, look, the Jets have a ton of holes. They're definitely going to start to look at defensive guys because they're not going to do Robert Sala like that where they never give him a defensive player. I mean, but there are so much talent and eye-popping talent that I did not expect to be there that still is that it's like, holy cow. So in my opinion, I would probably hedge my bet towards the Jets are not going to pick a 34. They're going to move back five, six, seven spots. They're going to pick up an extra third round pick. They might get another fourth round pick. Maybe they'll package three and five and get an extra thirds or two and five and get an extra three, something like that. But I think they're going to move back because of the number of players are still here. And, and the direction that I think they will go is pass rusher. I think that if they can somehow find a way to still come away with Aguilera, I think that pass rusher or cornerback, they're going to go defense is how I think it'll work. I think is they're going to get, they're going to get Robert Sala, one of his guys, they're either a corner or a pass rusher. I think that's what they're going to do in the second round. If it was up to me though, F the defense, go offense again. Like the, the when I'm looking at this and I, I see, and I'm going through it, like when I see Landon Dickerson still there, that's a day one starter, period. When I see Tevin Jenkins there, he can play tackle or guard. That's a day one starter. I look at this and I see an opportunity for the Jets to build a wall in front of Zach Wilson. You want to make your quarterback's life easy? Give them seven to 10 seconds to throw. And that's what I see an opportunity for this team to do. They love Makai Becton. They love Elijah Vera Tucker. They, they genuinely do believe in Connor McGovern and George Fent. They think those two guys are going to get significantly better in this blocking scheme. But if you add Landon Dickerson or Tevin Jenkins to the mix, you are now talking about an offensive line that is Mekhi Becton left tackle, Elijah Vera Tucker left guard, center Connor McGovern, right guard Tevin Jenkins or Landon Dickerson, right tackle George Funt. You then also have Cameron Clark, who's still a developing player, who obviously when we, we talk to some people, I mean, they speak very highly of him. They think he got better. Another developing player in the mix to compete for playing time. That's a line. That's a front. And when you have a front five like that, a front five that can block like that, a front five that can protect your franchise quarterback investment like that, forget about keeping them healthy, something that the front did not do for Sam Darnold throughout his four year, three years here. That's a front that can keep him healthy, keep him upright. 
the more time you give a quarterback to throw, the easier it is on the receivers. Because again, with the way that the NFL rules are created, it's very hard to cover a receiver for anything longer than three seconds. Eventually, Denzel Mims is going to get open. Eventually, Corey Davis is going to get open. Eventually, Jamison Crowder, Chris Herndon, whoever the Jets have coming out of the backfield, those players are going to get open because of the offensive line. And I know that a pass rusher is big. and I know that'll help the Jets a lot. I know they need a cornerback. I know they need outside linebackers bad because you can't rely on Blake Cashman. Jared Davis is a middle linebacker. They're trying to play outside linebacker. And what the hell knows? Who the hell knows what you're going to get in CJ Mosley? I know there are all those issues on defense. But again, you're not fixing this Jets roster in one and a half off seasons. This is going to be a two, three, four year rebuild. The Jets are one year into it. After two years, they should be a good team. After three years, they should be in the playoffs. But I just see an opportunity to, with the way the first round went and the way that the players are still there, well, I know the Jets need linebacker. I know the Jets need corner. I know the Jets need pass rusher. In my head, I picture an offensive line that is potentially Philadelphia Eagles during their Super Bowl year good. Dallas Cowboys during their year good. New York Jets, when they had uh, Thomas Jones running for a billion yards and earlier with the ground and pound with – with uh, with Rex Ryan, that's I see that level good of what you can potentially create. And the other thing to think about is that if you're grabbing Jenkins or you're grabbing Dickerson in that second round, even if you don't trade back, even if you just take that player at 34, if you're taking them there, this is not like short-term investment. These are guys that Mekhi Becton is going to be your left tackle, injuries notwithstanding, for 10 to 12 years. Elijah Vera Tucker is going to be your left guard 10 to 12 years. Tevin Jenkins or Landon Dickerson, they're going to be, if everything goes your way, your center or left guard for 10 to 12 years. And that's where it's like, man, you're really, really building. Yeah, that's building it up front. That is building it up front. So while I think the Jets go defense, if it was up to me, I would go offense. And if you're giving me the choice between Dickerson or Jenkins, I would probably go Dickerson because, I mean, look, I'm not scouting these guys. I'm just going off of what Dane says. When you're talking about offensive guard center with Landon Dickerson, I think that'll help you out if Connor McGovern doesn't end up developing as you hope because you can have Dickerson play guard and then move into center very similar to Western Richburg and what he did with the 49ers and the Giants. So that's where I would personally go. But, I mean, the talent that's out here, it's 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 top tier, Tim. I mean, th- this is um, – I'm surprised to see some of the names on this list that I do. I, I really am. Well, and I think when, it, when you think about the trading back just a few picks, I guess what it comes down to, right, is if you have – we mentioned all these names. If the Jets on their big board, they all they have ratings for all these guys. And if all those ratings yeah. are similar, boom, you move down. If you have one of these guys who's way ahead of everybody else and you want to make sure you get that guy, I guess maybe you hang in there at 34. That's, but, but you're yeah. right. The pull for Joe Douglas, though, is going to be those those extra picks because that's what's going to gonna fuel him, I think, is to get those, those extra picks. Because right now it's 34. Uh, then nothing in the third round, then 107, 143, 146, 154. So it's bam, bam, bam. Then 186 yep. and then 226 in round six. So that's what they have left as of now. So still plenty of plenty of stuff, but most of it late in the draft. And you have a chance to maybe have one more third pick. You're, you're certainly in the third round, get a much more higher cal- caliber player. I can't even speak anymore at, uh, at 135. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live 
DirecTV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit DirecTV.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. All right, the one other thing I wanted to get to was this was, and I think I can bring this up to you, Connor, because you said you were hanging in there with the draft until they traded up to 14 and took it. But yeah. before that, there was some fun <laughs> in the draft. Obviously, Trey Lance at three um, when the 49ers were trying to sell the world on the smokescreen of Mac Jones. But um, it, it kind of became clear it wasn't going to be that. Trey Lance at three. But then the Bears made this draft fun, I think. Um, and they certainly made oh, our... Yeah live stream for the athletic football show fun. Because, How'd that go guys? How did that oh, go? It, it was great. Two and a half hours straight. But the beauty was we, we planned to go on at, at around 15 or 16, right at nine 30. Yeah. But at nine 30, we were only up to 11. So we literally went live with the stream, Robert Mays and Nate Tice for that bears trade. And anybody that knows Robert Mays knows he's a enormous bears fan. I think mm-hmm. we almost had tears within the first 15 minutes of that stream from Robert. I was happy. The, the joy of Justin Fields. Yeah, he was he was over the moon. He was just thrilled. So, uh, but that made, it was, a the, the NFL draft is always fun. But I think the first like 15 picks with the Bears moving up and grabbing Fields, the Jets getting back up there and making that move. And then Mac Jones slides all the way to 15. And of course, the Patriots are there waiting to get him. It was real fun that first half of the first round. Yeah, it was. Um, it was kind of why I was cracking up though, because I, I I'm a reporter, man. Like I, I like so it's just your job to get information and share it. So like when I was getting some of the picks, oh, you got killed on uh, Twitter for these picks. Yeah, I was yeah. cracking up. I was like, guys, just don't like don't look at my Twitter account for like that. I mean, <laughs> if I get it, I'm not just gonna sit on it. Like it's not gonna. Ha- I'm gonna if I get it, I'm gonna tweet it out. And like I kept get because I, I had to stop because the Jets picked the guy, so I can't be like tweeting out the picks as they're happening while I also have like obligations here that I have to write and stuff. So. Uh, obviously that ended, but I'm going to do it again tomorrow. Like when I get all these picks tomorrow, which I will, I'm going to tweet them out like as many as I can. And then I'll probably stop around like once the Jets pick and I have to start writing and working, that's when I'll stop. But like I was cracking up at that, like stop spoiling it. Stop. I was like, you're, you're choosing to look at my Twitter. Like I'm not like I'm not like knocking on your door and opening up and being like, Jets just picked Vera Tucker and then running away. Like that's not happening. Like I'm not Patriots pick Mac Jones and then running away. Like that's not happening. I'm like, I, I, you follow me. 
and you see it, like, just don't look at my Twitter during the draft if you don't want it to be spoiled. Like, but if I get the info, I'm going to break it. Like, why the hell would I? Like, my favorite thing is, like, these are also all of the Jet fans that were like, you don't break news. You don't break enough news. Where's our broken news? Dude, here's all the broken news. And now it's like, don't break that news, though. Like, okay, man. Like, oh, it's cracking. It was fun, though. Like, it was a very, it was funny. Like, I was talking to the guy, uh, one of the people I know within the league. And we were going through, and, like, the, the first two picks were, like, expected. It was Lawrence Wilson. Uh, Lance was pretty much expected to like, that was when I remember talking to somebody in the league. I, as soon as the 49ers traded up, I know people are like Mac Jones, Mac Jones. I remember saying to somebody, uh, works, uh, in Seattle. And I was like, I think it's for Lance. I was like, because if they're saying they're keeping Jimmy, like Mac Jones is like a, you want to start him pretty early. I was like, Lance is the guy that you sit and learn. And I was like, if they want to stick with Jimmy, well, Lance makes sense. And so it was like that went and then Pitts, And then I think it was like the, the wrench in the system went when, um, uh, J.C. Horn went for before Patrick Sertan. That made it get yeah. funky. Then when the Eagles traded with the and Cowboys. The, Bronco, the Broncos being the team that took Sertan because all sorts yeah. of issues there, and that didn't exactly fix any of their issues. Correct. Yeah, right. Yeah, really. And then it was like, I remember when uh, I got the text from the guy. He said, he goes, hey, because he, he'll tell me as soon as something happens. So he goes, Eagles traded with Cowboys. And I, I texted him back. I was like, no, that's not right. And he goes, Eagles traded with Cowboys. And I was like, all right. And then I realized, okay, the Eagles traded with the Cowboys to jump the Giants for Devontae Smith. And then the Giants trade back. And then honestly, when that came in too, when I was looking and I saw the, when he told me what the the Cowboy or what the Giants got from the Bears, that's a haul. Like I ripped Dave Gettleman more than anyone. I think that guy is at, I think that guy is McCagnan level incompetence just with a couple diamond in the rough free agent signings. I mean, he's basically got a contract extension because he almost won a division with five wins. Like that's just like the Giants were dog poo last year. And Dave Gettleman was a big reason why. The team won five games, right? Weren't they five and eleven? Maybe they were gonna be six and ten. And they were like, oh no, Dave Gett were close. The only reason you're, you're, you're like the Jets could have been six and ten, and they're still like fourth place. And we're like, what I just think he's awful. But the fact that Gabe Gettleman was able to get that, that's brilliant, man. I think like that's they they went back to 20. The Giants still get a receiver at 20. Then they get the first round pick next year, whether it's Andy Dalton or Justin Fields under center for the Bears, the Bears are not going to be a good football team next year. So that you're probably talking about a top 10 pick. So the Giants get a top 10 pick for like it's amazing. Dave Gettleman falls like ass backwards into competence when it's just like when he doesn't deserve to. It makes me angry because you know it it, it drives me nuts because he's not making that trade unless the Eagles jump the Giants for Devontae Smith. And then all of a sudden he pulls that. It's going to be a top 10 pick. Like it's going to be a top 10 pick from the Bears because the Bears are not going to be good with Justin Fields next year. It's uh, it's amazing. But that's the draft, man. That's that's a wild part of the draft. Did anything like really funky? I got to actually look. I see who's still available, but I need to see who went where after the Jets in 14. Did anything happen weird aside from Mac Jones to the Patriots? Like anything kind of jump really out? Crazy. There was just those picks late in the first round where instead of the guys that you kind of thought would go, there was maybe the next guy at that position went instead. Gotcha, okay. Kind of some some okay. of that stuff, but uh, but <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Gettleman. It's the first time he's ever traded back, right, in his entire career as a general manager. Yeah, and he nails it. And he actually said, he, it, he said, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't pass it up. Well, no, because no, he shit, like I fucking hope so. Less. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's absurd. Absurd, yeah. man. That was nuts. All that right. was fun, though. It was. I. That was fun. I was a good. It was a. It was an entertaining first draft or first round of the draft. I think tomorrow's gonna be really entertaining too, because I think there's so much talent still out there that it's like 
I'm kind of curious what's going to happen. And I don't know. We'll see. The Jets, I'll tell you what. Jets certainly made my day tomorrow a lot easier if they really only picked that second round. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think, like, I don't think they will trade back up. Like, I don't think you're going to see them package the fourth rounders to go into the third. I don't think that's going to happen. I think you'll see them trade back from 34 to recoup some extra stuff. Like, maybe go back five or six spots. I wouldn't, like I said, in my opinion, screw it. Take another lineman. Take Jenkins or take Humphrey and and make that next step. That's what I would do. Um, but I think what Joe Douglas is going to do is trade back five or six spots, get a third round pick. You'll have the Jets pick somewhere in second round and then in the third round, and then we'll we'll go from there. All right. We will uh we will see. We'll what back, we do. right? We're gonna know the podcast tomorrow. And yeah, we're gonna be back. We're gonna be earlier, I think. Does the now there's a question. The first round takes forever. What time will tomorrow anybody in the chat want to jump in from memory of years past? When does round well starts at seven, right? Right. Yeah, it starts at starts earlier, it goes quicker. It goes yeah, shorter picks, second round. So I think we'll be done. I I, from what I remember from working it is that I'm usually done earlier by like an hour. And especially if the Jets all like this this tonight was weird because it was like you had the two first round picks, which doesn't usually happen. You have to spend more time on it plus a column because you drafted a quarterback, plus this big one. So it was just a lot of work, which is why we didn't go on to one. And then I had to rework the column. So if, honestly, what Joe really wanted to make my life easier, he should have just taken the corner because if you took a corner or a pass rusher at 23, it was like literally hit publish and the column was ready to go. It was when he didn't do that, that it was like, God damn it. So that kind of sucked. But um, it'll be uh, it'll be faster, easier. I think we'll probably be on. I mean, I don't know if we'll be on before it might be on like 11 or 12, but I, I, we're not going to be on at one. We'll be done well before sure. that. Knock wood. For 11. All right. Yeah. Uh, me too, um, man. And then sleep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to everybody. And I know there's still a lot of people uh, watching right now. We really appreciate it. You guys are crazy, by the way. Go to sleep. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we I didn't expect this. I saw we peaked at like 700, right? Didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Like 700 live viewers. You guys are nuts. We love you. I love you. But you're nuts. <laughs> Cheer for the fans. That's why we do it, though. We love uh, being here live with the people um, watching as well. So we'll be back at it tomorrow again uh, to check and see what they do on round two. Maybe it's pick number 34. Maybe it's later in the 30s with another third pick, third round pick. I can't even talk anymore. Third round pick thrown in. <laughs> but either way, we'll be back with you. If you want to subscribe to The Athletic, you can. Go to theathletic.com slash can't wait. And I believe, Connor, you may know this. There's a draft deal, I think, for a dollar right now. Oh, a dollar I should know. Uh, uh, dollar deals back? Wish I knew I that. I think just for the draft. So get into that, theathletic.com slash can't wait. And we will talk to you again soon. Thanks for staying up with us.